Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're gonna be doing a 10-team PPR mock draft from the ninth overall spot using Fantasy Pro's Draft Wizard. The roster positions for today's mock are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex spots, a kicker, defense, and six bench spots. We're gonna be drafting up against the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, as well as the composite ADP from ESPN, NFL Sleeper, and RT Sports. But before we could get into this mock draft, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure they do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter please do so at notorious fntsy and if you would like to purchase my half ppr and full ppr rankings they're linked in the video description on my patreon for seven dollars and fifty cents so without further ado let's get into this 10 team ppr mock draft from the ninth overall spot using fantasy pros draft wizard so the draft begins with christian mccaffrey followed by Justin. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Saquon Barkley. So a very normal start to the draft. Now, a lot of times, I am actually seeing Bijan go ahead of Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley, but in this draft, that does not end up being the case. It does feel like, though, in some draft rooms, a lot of people are incredibly nervous to draft Bijan Robinson because he is a rookie. Ultimately, if Bijan Robinson falls anywhere past like the six or seven pick in the fantasy football draft, he is an insta pick for me. He has the upside to put up legendary numbers. I'm talking about 23, 24, 25 fantasy points per game. This is going to be one of the more run-heavy teams in the NFL. They drafted this man in the first round. They made Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley look amazing last season. He's going to get some pass-catching work. I fully expect Bijan Robinson to erupt in his first fantasy football season. After Bijan Robinson, Stephon Diggs and C.D. Lamb. And if I'm being honest with you guys, while in a lot of drafts, wide receivers are going first overall, right? You see Justin Jefferson be the 101 in a lot of drafts next season it should be a shock to no one if Bijan Robinson is the unanimous first overall pick he is that skilled so anyone too nervous to draft him in the first round you got to start rethinking that because this guy's upside is insane after Bijan Stefan Diggs as well as CD Lamb so this team I think we're going to end up starting with a double running back start Obviously, in 10-team drafts, we do a lot of the time target that elite quarterback or that elite tight end because in 10-team leagues, every single team is going to be stacked. So if you have that better quarterback or that better tight end, it is going to help you out in the long run because even if you draft a elite tight end, say you draft Andrews in the third round or you get Patrick Mahomes in the third round, you're still going to have great running backs and great wide receivers, but not everyone is going to have that great quarterback or that great tight end, which I think will take you over the edge in a lot of fans fantasy football league. So best receivers available, Amon Ross, St. Brown, A.J. Brown, Devontae, Adams, Garrett Wilson. All the quarterbacks are available in all the tight ends besides Travis Kelsey. But in the early second round, while I am probably the biggest Mark Andrews fucking fanboy on the internet, I don't feel comfortable taking him this early on in the second round. It would be a prayer up to the football gods if he somehow came back to us in the third round, though. So we are going to go with Tony Pollard here. You can debate between Pollard, Chubb, or Josh Jacobs at this pick. I want to go ahead and get Tony Pollard because I really do believe that when the Dallas Cowboys signed this guy to the franchise tag, that basically sold him into being in a scenario where he is going to see so 
many touches. When you put your Hancock on that franchise tag, every single team is going to run you into the dirt. This is a guy that was successful with Zeke ahead of him last season. Imagine what's going to happen with Zeke being fully gone. Tony Pollard is an amazing running back in the NFL. I think you can consider taking him in the first round of 12-team leagues. Very happy in the early second of a 10-team league. After Tony Pollard, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, 9-inch Nicholas Chubb, Garrett Wilson, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, D.K. Metcalf, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs, Pat Mahomes, Chris Olaf, Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and now we are up on the clock. A very running back heavy second and third round. One of the biggest pluses to going double tap on the running back, double hero running back in the first two rounds, is you avoid this range at running back that is absolutely disgusting. You don't have to worry about is Jordan Love going to be good? Is Jordan Love going to shit the bed? You don't have to worry about, is Tank Bigsby going to take some workload away from Travis Etienne? You don't have to worry about Dalvin Cook potentially skull-fucking Brees Hall, right? You don't have to worry about this range of running back if you just double-tap running back off the rip. Now, am I saying that two running backs in the first two rounds is always the strategy to go with? Fuck no, baby. But in some scenarios, when you get Bijan and Tony Pollard, two guys that could end up at the end of the year as the RB1 and RB2, I am going to take that so many times. I really do like in 10-team leagues, double-tapping running backs at the end of the first round, especially when you can get a guy that is as skilled as Bijan Robinson. So for me, at this pick, it is basically a no-brainer to me. It would either be Mark Andrews or Jalen Waddle. I think Mark Andrews falling to the end of the third round is a gift to us. Now, it's going to be possible because on some websites, we see that his ADP is ranked inside of the fourth round, right? There are drafts where Andrews falls into the middle of the fourth round. This is the guy that could overtake Travis Kelsey as the tight end number one in fantasy football. Travis Kelsey's getting old. Now, I understand Mark Andrews isn't 22 fucking years old or something like that, but Mark Andrews is still in his prime. Lamar Jackson is going to be throwing the ball a lot more this year under the Todd Monken offensive system, and Todd Monken loves a nice tight end just like I do. Shout out to Kim Kardashian. So Mark Andrews here is going to be my pick here. Again, I love my boy Jalen Waddle away, Waddle Waddle, till the very next day. But in the third round, getting that positional advantage at tight end in a 10-team league is so important. They say it's a slight reach, but in my opinion, it's not a reach at all. Getting Mark Andrews in the fourth round is a gift set from the football gods above. So after Mark Andrews, Jalen Waddle, and Travis Etienne, I definitely would have considered taking one of the big three quarterbacks if they fell to us at the end of the third round. But what I've came accustomed to at this point in the offseason is that if you're one of these picks like 8, 9, or 10, the odds of you getting one of those big three quarterbacks in the third round is slim to none. If you really want one of them, you have to take them at the beginning of the second round, which I don't advise you to actually do. But if you're a Pat Mahomes guy, you really want Pat Mahomes, then you're going to have to take them in the second round. Because I would say like 99.999% of the time, you're not getting Mahomes, Allen, or Hurts at the 3.09. So we're back up on the clock. Obviously would have loved to get the boy Jalen Waddle here. The question is, at what point am I comfortable taking a guy like Lamar Jackson on the team? Because his ADP is pick number 33. We did just see Hurts and Allen and Mahomes just come off the board. So for me, it's not really palatable to do that. 
which is funny because if Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts were gone by the 303, it wouldn't feel as gross to select Lamar Jackson here. But because we just saw Hurts, Allen, and Mahomes come off the board, I would rather wait. I understand I'm probably not going to get Lamar Jackson, but I also wouldn't mind getting Justin Fields, and Justin Fields is free-falling in fantasy football drafts. I did my $350 10-team best ball draft last night on live stream. So if you guys want to check that out, that's like an actual league for money. $350 was the buy-in. Justin Fields went, I think, in the fifth or the sixth round. My friend Connor took him. I was eyeing him the whole draft. Not eyeing Connor. Pause. Don't want to be saying something sus like that. But I was eyeing Justin Fields <laughs> the whole fucking draft. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get Justin Fields. And then bada bing, bada boom, I got sniped on him. But he's been really falling in drafts and... He's a guy that I'm ecstatic to get. There's drafts where not just Burrow go ahead of him, Herbert, or sometimes even Trevor Lawrence. People are scared to death of Justin Fields. A lot of people think he had a Fugazi season last year, like he's pulled a rabbit out of his hat and he's never going to do it again. Personally, I think he does have the skill to do it again. And I think he's actually better than what we saw last season. I think the addition of DJ Moore is crucial for this man's success. So we are without a wide receiver here. In the early fourth round, it definitely doesn't feel as gross to select Aaron Jones. But again, we already have Bijan, Tony Pollard. We got our tight end in Maki Mock, Andrews. So we're just going to go with a wide receiver here. It is really up to you between these guys, Devontae Smith, Teehee, Higgins, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. Personally, I have Calvin Ridley ranked the highest, but we go with Calvin Ridley in the fourth round like every single draft. So I'm going to go with Keenan. Keenan Allen here. A lot of people seem very scared to draft Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen last season, he only played in 10 games, but a lot of people like to throw the injury prone narrative onto him. But if you look from 2022 to 2017, the guy was barely missing games. 2017, 16 games. 2018, 16 games. 2019, 16 games. 2020, 14 games. 2021, 16 games. And last year, sure, he only played in 10 games, but when this guy was healthy, he was insane. Just read what it says on the screen. He was limited to 10 games played. In weeks 11 through 18, Allen was the wide receiver four in fantasy points per game, commanding a 26.5 target share and a 34.9% air yards share. Keenan Allen is still very good. Keenan Allen is going to continue to run silky, smooth routes. He is going to continue to make defenses look foolish. Justin Herbert, the pervert, is a great quarterback in the National Football League. Keenan Allen is his number one wide receiver. I think the addition of Quentin Johnston does more to damage Mike Williams over Keenan Allen. I am ecstatic to draft Keenan Allen this season. I know a lot of people are going to drag him through the mud. They're scared shitless to draft this guy. But like the stats said, when he was healthy towards the end of the season, he was one of the best receivers to have. He was a league winning wide receiver at the end of last season. After Keenan Allen, Brees Hall, Teehee, Higgins, Aaron Jones, Devontae, Smith, Calvin Ridley, Debo Samuel, Damian Pierce, Deontay Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker, TJ Hawkinson, and Jonathan Taylor. In my draft that I did yesterday, Jonathan Taylor went after the fifth round. I've been seeing screenshots of JT in the ninth or the tenth round, and I've seen screenshots of people taking Jonathan Taylor in the third round. For me, I'm not comfortable taking JT until like the ninth or the 10th round. I fully acknowledge that he could get traded once he comes off the pup to some team and end up being 
a hammer for your fantasy football team, but he could also bend your team over the table by not playing a single fucking game this year. I think it is more likely that he doesn't step foot on the gridiron this season than it is that he actually plays. To me, there's a 0% chance he plays for the Indianapolis Colts. If he actually plays for the Colts, I would be shocked. The only way he's playing is if he gets traded. And that is a tough game to play right now, considering he's on the pup and can't be traded for the first four weeks of the season. And then we're nearing the trade deadline, which I believe is on Halloween. So it's very, very nerve wracking when it comes to drafting Jonathan Taylor. To me, he is a clear fade in fantasy football. So we're back up on the clock here. Lamar Jackson has fallen to us. While I would like to take that pick, I try to keep these mock drafts as realistic as possible. Are there going to be a couple of leagues where Lamar Jackson falls into the fifth round? 100%. But there's also going to be a lot of leagues where Lamar, Lawrence, Herbert, Burrow are all already gone by the time we get to pick at the end of the fifth round. So again, if this was a real draft, I would take Lamar Jackson right now. But I understand that it's not very realistic, and we try to be very realistic with these mock drafts. So I am back up on the clock here. Again, not looking towards running backs. We are going to go with Christian Watson here. Definitely consider D-Hop, Drake London, or Christian Watson at this pick. I'll lean with Christian Watson because I really do believe in Christian Watson this season. A lot of people are just so quick to discredit Jordan Love. They think Jordan Love is going to go out there and be absolutely atrocious. And I don't even think it's going to take Jordan Love looking like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL to have Christian Watson balling. We saw Aaron Rodgers struggle immensely last season. It looked like a watered-down version of a Aaron Rodgers Mr. Discount double-check last season, and still, Christian Watson was feasting like Andy Reid at a Burger King. I fully expect Christian Watson to ball out with Jordan Love. There were so many reports out of training camp that Jordan Love and Christian Watson got the A1 steak sauce connection like peanut butter and fucking jelly. I have been talking up Christian Watson for months. I've taken him in the fourth round of fantasy football drafts, in the fifth or the sixth round, I would have so much excitement if I could draft Christian Watson. If I was at my real fantasy football league with a draft board on the wall, I'm taking that sticker, jamming it on the fucking board, and going to go rub one out in the bathroom because that's how excited I would be to get Christian Watson. I believe heavily in the talent. I don't think he is this one-year wonder. He's not a one-hit wonder. He is a legitimate NFL talented wide receiver one. He is so much better than Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs. It's not even funny. After Watson, Lamar Jackson followed by George Kittle me Timbers. So we're back up on the clock here. And for me, it's definitely a question between DeAndre Hopkins and Justin Fields. Ultimately here, I think we are going to lean with the quarterback in Justin Fields. I feel as though Justin Fields has the upside to be the numero uno, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, number one quarterback in all of fantasy football. He has the rushing upside, and now he finally has a number one receiver. He also has Darnell. Here comes the Mooney. Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, big Bob Tunyon from the Green Bay Packers. Justin Fields now has a better offensive line. We saw a flip switch. I just flipped the switch. Flip, flip, like that Drake song. 
for Justin Fields like halfway into last season. They finally actually started to utilize what Justin Fields was good at. They tried to design plays that Justin Fields would flourish in. Shocker, you should design your offense around the quarterback, not just have some stupid fucking offensive philosophy you've had for 30 years shoved up your asshole trying to run in the year 2022, 2023, right? That's what the coach was doing. And then halfway through the season, he, he figured it out. He had the hamster wheel start spinning in his head. Justin Fields is a legitimate NFL quarterback. I know people like to shit on him. Oh my God, Justin Fields is a running back. They do the same shit with Jalen Hurts. Everyone fade fade Jalen Hurts last season. People are doing the same shit with Justin Fields. I get he's a rushing quarterback, so there's more chance of him to get injured compared to a guy like Joe Burrow, who's a statue in the pocket. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the talent. I'm going to go with the skill that I believe Justin Fields has again now I have an elite tight end in Mark Andrews and the potential of an elite quarterback in a 10-team league and my running backs are Bijan and Tony Pollard and my receivers are really solid as well if this happened in a real 10-team league now I understand you don't necessarily win your league in the draft there's still trades you can make waivers everything like that injuries could absolutely destroy your team but if I left the draft right now, right? And the computer auto-picked the rest of my team. While I would prefer to draft it myself, we've already set up the common core of a winner here. We got the potential elite quarterback, the elite tight end, two running backs that could finish inside the top three, and two sneaky top 12 wide receivers. So we're going to finish this one out just making a masterpiece, the Mona Lisa of a fantasy football team. Again, if I drafted this team in the $350 league I did last night, I probably wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. Or, well, technically I drafted it tonight. You guys are watching in the morning. You get what I mean, right? Because of how shocked I would be, how in awe I would be of how beautiful this team is. So after Justin Fields, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, Alvin Kamara, Drake London, Mike Williams, James Conner, Christian Kirk, and Michael Pittman. The seventh round opens with Justin Herbert, the pervert, Darren Waller, Joe Shiesty, Jerry Judy, Alexander Madison, Dallas Goddard, Rashad with two A's, White, and Tyler. Lock it in my pocket. Skirt. Seems like Rashad White's not the clear workhorse running back in Tampa Bay want to make that known just want to make that known so again we have such studs at running back do we really want a running back in this range so we're at pick number 69 very nice i like the wide receivers here feel all eerily similar right if i had to pick one i like dots and addison I, I like iuk right i like a lot of these guys at running back there's kind of a clear fall off right after Akers, Cook, Javante, Montgomery, there's a lot more question marks to be had, right? DeAndre Swift, how much usage is he actually going to get in this Eagles offense? He's a very boomer bust pick. I think that DeAndre Swift could be a league winner, and I also think he might be a guy that four weeks into the season is not on your team anymore. That's how I feel about him. Very boomer bust. I am going to go with my highest ranked player here at running back, and that is going to be Cam Acres. Now, I was originally a little bit worried about Cam Akers because I thought maybe Jonathan Taylor would get traded there and still could happen, but Cam Akers is going to be the guy on first and second down. They are going to work in Kyron Williams in the third down of this offense, so I don't think he'll necessarily be a crazy workhorse running back catching a million passes, but in this range of running back, his role is very solidified. If Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are able to stay healthy, this is going to be an offense that surprises people. Now, are they going to be an upper echelon offense like they were in 2021 when they're pounding out defenses? Of course not. But could they be a upper or lower middle of the road team? Definitely. 
And again, their defense kind of sucks, which kind of hurts his upside of running deep into the game. But I think he's going to get a decent amount of carries. He ran incredibly hot at the end of last season. And I'm willing to give him a shot in the seventh round. After Cam Akers, Brandon Ayuk, and DeAndre Swift. And this is a good part to stop the video real quick. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And just talk about a very key principle of fantasy football drafting. If you made it this far, leave a comment that says, Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore. So when it comes to getting burnt in fantasy football, some people will hold a grudge for a lifetime on a player because that player screwed him. That player burned him. Last year, Akers, fourth, fifth round, burned you. Your face got burnt like two, is the guy's name Two-Face? In Batman, you know what I'm talking about, right? The guy with the fucked up face, right? That's what happened from Akers, right? First couple weeks of the season, not doing anything. Request trade, benched, comes at the end of the season, smashes. So people are burnt by Cam Akers. Do not let last season shift you completely off of a player because of their performance in one year. Jonathan Taylor would be a clear example of this if he just was playing. Jonathan Taylor got injured, the offense, everything went wrong, right? Offensive line plays worse. The quarterback play is egregiously bad. But Jonathan Taylor is still really good. But this point can't really be made because Jonathan Taylor might not even play this whole season. So after Akers again, Brandon Ayuk and DeAndre Swift were back up on the clock here. We are going to go with Jahan Dotson at this spot. I would consider Mike Evans as well. Mike Evans is currently dealing with a groin injury. It doesn't appear to be anything serious, but in a tiebreaker between Evans, Addison, and a couple of players here, as well as I also kind of like George Pickens a little bit more, but really it's just being between Dotson, Addison, and Evans. I'm just going to go with Jahan Dotson in this scenario. I am a big believer. Believer? Like fucking Justin Bieber? I'm a big believer in this Washington left hands up. Who are we? The Commanders? Offense. I think Sam Howell is going to step up. I don't think Sam Howell is going to be amazing. But I also think he's going to shock some people. I think Eric Bieniemy is a great add to this offense. And I think Jahan Dotson, for the first couple weeks without Terry McLaurin, is going to be the number one in this offense. And I think he's going to carve a big role into this offense. And again, he had multiple flashes last season. That's why he's not allowed in a school zone anymore. That's just a joke. But he did flash last season. Looked really good over a couple of games. First round NFL draft capital. There's a lot to be said about that. After Dalvin Cook, Mike Evans, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown was a guy that I was kind of in on and now it's like dude this Arizona Cardinals offense is they're tanking let's just keep it a buck their offensive line's getting traded they fucking get rid of Colt 45 McCoy they bring in Joshua Dobbs like Kyler might not even start all year they might be looking for um Mahomes with painted fingernails Caleb Williams after Hollywood Brown we see Trevor Lawrence George Pickens Javante Williams James Cook David Montgomery Antonio Gibson Jordan Addison Ray Khalil Herbert Isaiah Pacheco Brian Robinson Brandon Cooks 49ers and Kadarius Tony would just love if my league would let me get Trevor Lawrence in the eighth round that would just be fantastic what's funny is in a lot of drafts I don't actually fill out the quarterback and tight end position sometimes I'm taking like bench pieces but I found more and more in 10 team leagues that I'm more likely to pull the trigger on that early quarterback and that early tight end to where my roster is filled out before I actually can go ahead and attack the bench. Obviously, Jahan Dotson would be a bench piece if this was just a normal one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, tight end, one flex spot, kicker, and defense. But 
to be honest with you, with how we constructed this team, my how I drafted wouldn't really change if it was just a one uh, flex team. But obviously, Cam Bakers is a guy that we don't want in the flex all the time. But based on how we drafted this team, he probably would end up being our flex week one. Again, we already have our quarterbacks. So we don't have to worry about uh, Deshaun Watson or Dak, Danny Dimes, Tua. We don't have to worry about the, taking the Kyle Pitts Express choo-choo of uh, potential sadness. So we are going to go with a wide receiver here at this spot. Cortland Sutton, Gabe Davis, JSN. JSN was a guy that I started to get really nervous about, but now he's resuming, returning back to practice. Seems like this guy was going to be out for four or five fucking weeks of the season. Magically, now he's going to be back for week one. We're going to take the shot on his upside in the ninth round. I fully understand that he might be a guy that doesn't crack my lineup until like week eight of this the regular season but i do acknowledge that he is so much upside he was the number one wide receiver in this draft class he was a guy that every nfl draft analyst was getting on their knees giving him the gawk gawk 9000 slurping him up like their name was mia malkova so i fully expect jackson smith and the jigba at some point in this season to crack my starting lineup and then we are going to go with Cortland Sutton at this spot. Now, I do like Samaj P. Ryan, but again, I still think Javante Williams is going to be the guy. Jerry Judy could miss four or five games of this season. Now, I get it. Yeah, Cortland Sutton hasn't been fucking good since uh, 2018, right? Or 2019 when he had uh, finished 18th at wide receiver. He kind of sucks recently. Yeah, he wasn't good last year, and I liked him, but I expect this offense to look better. They were just abysmally bad last season under Russell Wilson. I feel like Sean Payton just has to fix that. If Russell Wilson sucks, then obviously this ends up being a bad pick, but it's easy to swallow a bad pick in the 10th round compared to in, like, the 7th round, right, where Jerry Judy's going, and Jerry Judy might miss four or five games, which is very, very, very risky, in my opinion, to take in the 7th round. After Cortland Sutton, OBJ, Jamal Williams, Jarek McKinnon, Zach Charbonnet, Michael Thomas, Thomas, Traylon Burks, Jalen Warren, Gabe Davis, Nico Collins, Kyle Pitts, Kenneth Gainwell, Juju Smith-Schuster, Raheem Mostert, Evan Ingram, Samaj P. Ryan, and Rashad Master Bateman. So we are back up on the clock here. Right now we have one, two, three, four, five wide receivers and three running backs. Very confident in our running back room. So we will probably end up going with a running back in this range though because I think by the time things swing back, we won't love the running backs. But we are going to go receiver with the first pick here. So the question here is, do we want... I guess these guys kind of all have upside besides Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is like the missionary position of a draft, right? You draft Jacoby Myers because he's going to get you like 8, 9, 10 points every single week. He doesn't really have a lot of upside, right? The more fun players, the fucking reverse cowgirl, the doggy style is like, I like Elijah Moore, Quentin Johnston, Sky Moore, Zay Flowers. We're going to go with Elijah Moore here, though. This is a guy that if you draft on NFL Fantasy, you might be able to get in the last round because he's ranked like 300 on there. Elijah Moore is the number two receiver on the Cleveland Browns. I am a big believer in Deshaun Watson bouncing back this season. Elijah Moore has sucked his whole entire career in the NFL, not in terms of how he actually plays, well, in terms of stats. When you actually watch the tape of him, he's making these defenders look silly. He's posterizing these guys, but the ball just isn't coming to him. Zach Wilson couldn't even read a fucking children's book out there. He's like, uh, he's like fucking Floyd Money Mayweather, right? But, 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 now he gets Watson. But Nick, Watson sucked last year. Well, I expect Watson to look better, and I like the talent of Elijah Moore. Again, it's an 11th round pick. Sucks. 
we can just cut him. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Plus, in the preseason, we saw them using him in these gadget moves, right? Trying to get him the ball in space. So it's clear that the coaches of the Cleveland Browns like him. Devin A. Chain is still hurt. Practice Tuesday, but in a non-contact injury. This running back room, I've talked about this a bunch. If I'm doing three drafts, and I'm in a situation to get one of these guys, I'm probably going to draft a different one in every single draft, right? Because I think one of these guys will potentially end up paying off in a huge way in the 12th round. But if I was to have a player take, Nick, which guy do you actually like the best? It would be Raheem Mostert. But I'm not saying that with, like, puffing out the chest with supreme confidence, right? Just as a Dolphins fan, I think it'll be Raheem. But could it be Jeff Wilson? Could it be Devin A-Chain? It definitely could be. A-Chain definitely more pass-catching upside. We're going to go with A-Chain this time. I think he is a maybe go for week one. But the best part about drafting A-Chain or any of these running backs is you can sit him on your bench week one and just see what happens. You don't have to feed him to the Wolves, right, in your actual roster. So this 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 team's just stacked. I'm going to be honest. Devin A-Chain after that. Jamison Williams, Jeff Wilson, Damian Harris. Tank Bigsby, Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, Dickie Dak Prescott, Romeo Dobbs, Pat Fryermuth, Deshaun Watson, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Anthony Richardson, Danny Dimes, Elijah Mitchell, and Jawan Johnson. Now, something I did in my $350 draft that I don't talk about a lot is when people aren't taking kickers or defense until the very end of the draft, and you can, for instance, snag Justin Tucker in the 13th round, I am actually not opposed to it. I'm not. What I'm opposed to is when the kickers are flying off the board like the ninth round, and then the 13th round, you panic, and you take, like, Dicker, Cameron Dicker, the kicker, in the 13th round, right? You're better off just waiting until the end for that. But if no one's taking kickers, and you're like, you know what? I just like that safety net of Justin Tucker in my lineup every week. I can't argue with you on that. I really can't. What I can argue with, though, is the guys that take the defense in, like, the eighth round, the ninth round, right? The ninth round, 49ers. I get the 49ers are going to be great defense. But they're going to face opponents that are going to pile drive them. They're going to face opponents that are going to make them look silly. Okay? So even though the 49ers have this great defense, they got some good D, pause, I want to take other defenses that play offenses in week one that aren't very hot. I got the Ravens in my draft last night because the Ravens are playing up against C.J. Stroud in his first ever game. I get, Nick, the Cowboys defense is better. Well, the Cowboys play the Giants, and Danny Dimes might look pretty good in that game. And plus, the Cowboys just brought in Noah Iguabini. Iguabini? I don't know how the fuck to say his name. He was on the Dolphins. Nick, how do you not know his last name? He's on the Dolphins. Because he sucks so bad that it pissed me off to even learn his name. Noah I, scumbag that Brian Flores drafted. Fuck Brian Flores and fuck Noah. Thank God that bastard's gone. He was a disaster for our defense. He was burnt instantly on a lot of plays. It was hard to watch. He did make a nice pick, though, against the Steelers, so shout out to him for that. So we're back up on the clock here. Going to go with another running back and then a receiver and then our kicker on our defense. Again, we don't need a backup quarterback. We don't need a backup tight end. I want to go receiver here first. We do have Keenan Allen, so that does kind of deter me from wanting to take Quentin Johnston. I think we are going to go with Zay Jones in this draft. I've been taking Zay Jones a lot. There's been so much talk about how Zay Jones is going to be the number two receiver on this offense. Calvin Ridley, the number one. Number two in two wide receiver sets is going to be Zay Jones. In three receiver sets, that's when Christian Kirk's going to make his, his debut onto the field, right? In the fourth. 14th, 13th round, you want to take shots on that. So we're back up on the clock here. Gonna go running back. The running backs in this range are all kind of just meh, if we're being honest. 
going to take the shot on Roshan. I am much more of a Khalil Herbert guy, but there's a lot of reports about how good Roshan looks, and Roshan's actually like a real hidden talent in the NFL because this is a guy that was buried behind Bijan Robinson at Texas, but before Bijan Robinson was there, Roshan Johnson was this amazing running back, but he just got kind of skull-fucked by the fact that they bring in this generational talent, Bijan Robinson, to be the starting running back. So Roshan, very talented player, and I'm excited to have him on my fantasy team. Even though I'm much more of a Herbert guy, you got a large discount on Roshan Johnson. After Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, Tyler Higby, Tua Tungavailoa, Quentin Johnson, Devin Singletary, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, Gerald Everett, bunch of kickers, bunch of defenses, and Sky with two wise more. We're going to go with best kicker available Harrison Bucker and then we are going to go with the defense playing a not so hot offense in week number one and that is going to be the Baltimore Ravens going toe to toe with the Houston Texans and I'm going to cut them up against Cincy and hope I can pick them back up up against the Indianapolis Bengals the Indianapolis Bengals the Indianapolis Colts that we just got a 77 out of 100 that is some of the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen look at this team right now that is sitting on the right side of the screen. Tell me how this team is a 77 out of 100. Now, I'm not going to call out any of these analysts because I don't know them personally. I don't watch Fantasy Pros content. But fuck, fuck them. Fuck those guys, right? C+. Come on, man. Now, again, I don't actually mean to discredit Fantasy Pros, right? Seem like a great website, but <laughs> C+, for this team... Is a little bit crazy. But again, I don't want to get actually tilted. Like, I don't know when you guys can tell if I'm, like, kind of fucking around or if you guys think I'm being, like, dead serious when I say things like this because I am messing around. I say this a bunch. Scream it from the mountaintops, right? Your grade at the end of the draft doesn't matter. If you watch my draft from last night, they said I was the 8th out of 10th best team in that fantasy football draft. Go back and look at that team and then be like, wow, how is that possible? Because, again, even if you don't think I have the best team in the league, you'll be like, oh, that's like a top three, four team, right? 77 out of 100 is disrespectful. So quarterback, Justin Fields. Running backs are Bijan and Tony Pollard. Our receivers are Keenan Allen and Christian Watson. Tight end, Mark Andrews. Flex, Cam Akers, as well as Jahan Dotson. Defense is the Baltimore Ravens kicker, Harrison Bucker. Bench is Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Gortland, Su- Gortland? Cortland Sutton? Uh, Elijah Moore. Devin A-Chain, Zay Jones, and Roshan Johnson. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't have join, make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below. I love you guys all so much from deep down in my heart. Thank you guys again. Yesterday, we reached 25,000 subscribers. You guys mean everything to me. Uh, if you want to check out the Patreon, please do. Link in the video description. Hope you guys have a great one, and we're just getting closer and closer to week one, baby. Week one is almost here. We've waited what feels like a decade for it. I, if football was a co- was cocaine, I'd be snorting it every single day because I love football that much. So I'm so excited for it to be back. I'm excited for uh, you guys, too. You guys all love football. You just watched a 35-minute mock draft of a guy rambling on about random shit. So thank you. Genuinely love you guys. Have a great one. See you soon. Kaboom!